the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. I am Jenna Ellis, and we are starting today before I introduce my fabulous guest, who is a very dear friend of mine. You're going to be so excited to hear from him. I want to talk to you about Legacy Precious Metals. It is a company that you can trust to give you good patient counsel for your personal situation for investments. Gold offers a hedge against inflation and protects you from the volatile financial markets. Now is the time for Americans to take steps to protect our finances and retirements. When times are turbulent, you need an asset that protects you, and that's why I believe in investing in gold and trust my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Their team of experts has decades of experience helping Americans like you and me make the right decision for ourselves and our family, and that's what pursuit of happiness means, right? So call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903. That's 866-528-1903. Or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. So now I am so excited to welcome my very dear friend, Nick Adams, who is a best-selling author, presidential appointee, uh, immigrant to the United States, which is very important to our conversation today, and founder of FLAG, which is the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Nick, thanks so much for joining me. Jenna Ellis, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So first, for people who um, aren't aware of your background and your um, how you immigrated, I think that's going to be very relevant to our conversation about Australia and COVID. So give us a little bit of that background, because I always love hearing this story. Well, Jenna, look, I came to America the right way. And when you come to the United States of America the right way, it's a very difficult process. It's a very expensive process. It took me four and a half years. It cost me close to $5,000, uh, $5,000, $50,000, and um, it was an ordeal, Jenna. It was a really, really tough thing, and uh, if I had my time again, I'd do it all again because I think that if you want to be part of the greatest place on the earth, you've got to cross your T's and dot your I's and do all the right stuff, and so... Um, Look, most Americans don't realise what goes in, Jenna, to immigrating to the United States the right way. All they see and all they hear is what's happening on the border and how easy it is for illegals to come to the US. But it's actually the reverse. So right now, in the United States of America, we have this incredibly inverted system where it's really, really hard for good people to come and it's really, really easy for bad people to come. And it's something that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I want to talk to you more about the southern border. But uh, but first, you know, when you talk about this being the greatest country in the world and uh, the importance of Western civilization, we're seeing the implosion and the breakdown of this in just 
the first nine months of uh, Biden's term. And, you know, as a member of the Trump campaign last year, and, um, you know, I know that you you actually were able to vote for President Trump uh, in 2020 being a citizen, which I'm sure was a fantastic experience. It's always a great thing uh, to be able to go and exercise your right to vote. And what we're seeing in the midst of these COVID-19 lockdowns and the mandates I think is it's just incredibly amazing in a terrible way that we're seeing this in America. But what we're also seeing throughout the world in countries that don't protect the fundamental God-given rights of individuals as well as America should, we're also seeing a lot of people rise up against their governments and say, no, this is not through our consent. This is a fundamental violation of basic human rights. And of course, the definition of human rights is a really interesting one that we should talk about at some point later. But I want to get your take on the protests in Australia, because uh, they're continuing, Australia in particular, is continuing to show the world what life is without First or Second Amendment protections. That's absolutely right. Uh, what's going on in Australia is a really cautionary tale, Jenna, for the United States of America and every American. Basically, since the last part of June, all of uh, several major cities in Australia have been locked down and the people have had enough. They've been shut down and there seems to be no end in sight. Uh, there were lots of reasons for that. The Australian people are a remarkably compliant people, Jenna. They're the same people that surrendered their firearms in 1996, voluntarily went to the local police station and handed in their, their firearms for a gun buyback scheme. But this shows that even the most compliant people eventually have enough. And the military had been called in in some parts of Australia to enforce uh, these very draconian lockdowns and shutdowns. And so... Lots of people now are, are pushing back, and that's why we're seeing the protests that are going on in Australia. I wish I could tell you, Jenna, that I'm surprised, but as somebody that was born there and lived there for the first 32 years of my life, uh, it's pretty typical uh, for what you can expect from uh, that country. It's one of the reasons why I'm here, and uh, we've just got to remember, though, that that Australia is much more normal than America in the sense of what they're experiencing right now. That That is kind of what the rest of the world is like. Uh, we are the exception here in the United States, but we could very easily join the rest of the world's ranks if we're not careful. Yeah, so when you talk about this being a cautionary tale and your experience living in Australia, contrast the government's system there and how you felt as a citizen and as someone who obviously, you know, wanted to uh, make your way in the world and exercise your God-given rights in Australia versus what you've appreciated about America? Jenna, you know, it's not so much a law thing or uh, it's a culture thing. And the, the thing is that in Australia, in European countries, in, in other comparable Western nations, success tends to be resented, not admired or aspired to. If you colour outside of the lines, you get punished. 
if you want to blaze a trail or leave a legacy, you find that there are walls and doors and gatekeepers and kingmakers and bosses and the establishment have got this massive control over who ends up succeeding. So that's what's frustrating for a young, ambitious person in another country, and that's why for so long America has been the haven for people whose dreams were too big for their native countries, and they wanted to come to the United States and, and make it as big as possible because here, Jenna, comparatively there are not the same amount of gatekeepers and kingmakers and those people don't have that much sway and even when they do, typically the American people, because of the system that is in place with the United States, typically the people always find a way around or through those gatekeepers and kingmakers. So, uh, again, it's not necessarily something that on paper legally you know, there's nothing that I wasn't allowed to do in Australia legally or because of policies or anything like that. It's more of a cultural thing that, that stops you. They just don't like bold, entrepreneurial people that are prepared to upset the apple cart. And, and here, a maverick or somebody that's a self-starter and just gets onto something and and takes it as far as they can. We love those kind of people. We reward those kind of people. I want to talk to you about uh, Genesis 950 really quickly. It is time for holiday cleaning. So before you replace your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you have to try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that does work. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it is time to get Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. It is great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Perfect holiday gift for pet owners especially. Genesis 950 also has great customer service, always willing to help with your particular problem. So order one gallon direct at Genesis 950. Dot com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon, but use the code Jenna. That's J-E-N-N-A. Go to Genesis950.com. So how, how do you think the culture is shifting? Because I, I find that really fascinating that it's not so much a question of law, it's more of a question of culture. And, you know, we all are very familiar with um, Andrew Breitbart's famous phrase that, you know, politics are downstream from culture. And in America, I think our culture is changing because we have a a system and, and a populace, really, that is so uneducated in terms of what the government is obligated to do, which is to preserve and protect our rights and champion the entrepreneurs and the dreamers and the the mavericks. Uh, but we're seeing people like the Biden administration, uh, like Obama and his influence, um, and all of the progressive leftists trying to essentially be the gatekeepers. And they're doing this through the COVID mandates. And they're trying to say, unless you comply and you're a certain, uh, you subscribe to a certain form of belief system, it's their new religion. You know, COVID and, and the science, quote unquote, is their new religion. Uh, th- that's, in a way, I think, it, it, gatekeeping, and it's suppressing our economy. And there, do you find that there's a cultural shift in uh, American culture that is like Australia in, in maybe a dangerous way? 
Oh, there certainly is, without a doubt, Jenna. I mean, the reality is that I think we're getting close now to at least 30 or 40% of the population in the United States wanting America to look much more like Australia or Germany or England or any of those places. And um, there's definitely been a, a major shift, I think, in the way that people... Um, perceive what what it means to be an American. I mean, for so long now, our children, for example, have been taught European values. And uh, they've been taught that individualism is not great and collectivism is better and e pluribus unum is is racist and, and, you know, not that great and we should really be embracing multiculturalism and secularism is far more powerful and, and uh, rewarding than, than God. And government is something that we should be looking to instead of faith. So there are lots of changes afoot in the American cultural landscape. And uh, we are seeing, I think, more compliance, uh, particularly with this COVID stuff, as you very accurately point out. I, I would have thought, uh, I mean, any population is made up of wildly diverse people but I tell you what there are a lot more by the book people here in the United States of America than I ever would have imagined as someone coming from another place it's the kind of behavior that I would expect from from other western nations where people are afraid of their own shadow Jenna they're they're afraid to look at somebody the wrong way and uh, I wouldn't have expected it from Americans who historically and and certainly internationally renowned are renowned for being their own person and and not caring and you know they've kind of got a generella swagger if you like <laughs> well i uh, <laughs> i appreciate that but um but you know i think it's true that there are so many more compliant people like you said nick um than i thought in america and we've become so complacent um, almost because we have a a gluttonous form of freedom, you know, that has made us, I think, more lazy. We have taken advantage of the wonderful opportunities in America for so long. And for people like myself who were born here and, you know, we, we don't know any different, we haven't come from other countries that there isn't as much opportunity or, um, or whatever the difference is of why so many people from all over the world want to come to America, we don't necessarily appreciate how much opportunity and freedom we have. And I think that's especially true in the religious liberty sphere, uh, where we have had such a rich culture of truly uh, diversity of religion, where uh, the government doesn't tell us what we have to believe or what we are forced to believe. And in that space, being able to sincerely practice our faith, we can pray in public. I mean, of course, there have you know there have been million, uh, tons of challenges, um, and I'm not diminishing you know the cases and, and the individual circumstances. But by and large, um, you know, religious liberty, freedom of speech without censorship, um, the ability to choose our own 
uh, healthcare and, um, you know, be able to make these decisions, unlike what we've seen in the UK, you know, with some of these, um, unfortunately, these little infants, um, you know, we remember the, the Charlie Gard case from a couple of years ago, because um, the UK signed on to the UN Convention for Rights of the Child, which basically said that the parents give up their parental rights to the state. Um, and the state, under a principle of scarcity, just has to uh, make the best decisions in their own, the state's best interest for the child. I mean, all of those things, Nick, I think are profoundly and significantly lost in an uneducated populace. And what do you think is uh, probably the most important lesson for Americans to learn about freedom and liberty before it's too late? Well, Jenna, I think without a doubt to realise that what we have here, like I was alluding to earlier, is not the norm. It's not. America is the exception. And it can very quickly and easily change. We've already seen it begin, I think, and we're seeing it change before our eyes. But it can completely turn if we're not careful. To give one example that I always know Americans get shocked about, but the only country in the world where homeschooling is legal is the United States of America. In every other country, if you want to homeschool, if you decide that you're going to homeschool your children, there'll be someone from the government that's going to come and knock on your door and arrest you and force your child to go to school. And there have been lots of cases, I think, where... It's a particular German case, I think, from the mid-2010s, where they actually, uh, it was a family that wanted to homeschool and they had been arrested and whatever else, and uh, they sought asylum here in the United States. And the reason that they provided, Jenna, was that this was the only place where they were free to homeschool their children. Yeah, so, and, and that's absolutely true. And, you know, and I, I have to just jump in there because the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, uh, some of my, you know, good, good friends um, over there who uh, are international advocates, I mean, not just for homeschooling, which uh, their services really provided for school choice and homeschooling uh, to get that legalized in all 50 states. And that's kind of just a presumption now. Um, but, you know, back in the day, even, and I'm, I was homeschooled, I don't know if you know that, Nick, uh, K through 12, all the way through. Loved it. And, you know, back when my parents decided to start homeschooling, it wasn't just a given and it was kind of a novel concept. But now we have uh, homeschooling that is just that is almost a given in terms of the right of parents to direct the education of their children. But for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and their international advocates, uh, Mike Donnelly, who's their senior counsel actually for uh, global uh, initiatives and um, and all of the global advocacy, that's you know more of his focus. And you know he and I have conversations all the time. He's a great mentor of mine in uh, constitutional law. And um, and by the way, we're both going to actually be speaking on the issue of homeschooling uh, coming up in in Miami uh, this weekend for Amp Fest. If you go to Amp Fest 2021, I'll give them a shout out here, um, you can uh, come to that conference, which is going to be at the Trump uh, Doral Miami uh, Hotel there. And I think that they're going to live stream it also. But anyway, we're going to be talking about school choice. And he always reminds me, Nick, the same thing that you just did, that, you know, even something as, as what we take for granted as homeschooling, um, and parental rights and school choice, that's not the same in other countries. And they have to fight 
uh, not just for homeschooling, but in so many instances that my friend Mike deals with, parents who have had their parental rights and custody foreclosed uh, just because they chose to homeschool. I mean, and that's that would just be um, unheard of here, um, hopefully. You know, but are we kind of seeing some of these things um, go that direction with how much uh, the Biden administration wants to censor political viewpoints and say, unless you subscribe to a specific norm, uh, then you are, as a parent, you know, a threat to your child's uh, health and safety. I mean, that's where I kind of see the danger of a lot of this going is that when you can command and compel a vaccine in the name of health and safety, then what else can't government do in the name of health and safety? Well, that's exactly right. Look, I think there's no doubt, Jenna, that every single Democrat in the United States of America looks at other countries and says, I wish that the United States was more like that country or those countries. And it applies for the response to COVID. I think every Democrat in this country is looking at Australia and secretly admiring it, wishing that they could do it here. It's the same with the homeschooling as well. I think that, you know, uh, Democrats had their way. They would get rid of homeschooling. And, it, you know, homeschooling is a really interesting thing, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing you at AmpFest. I'm also speaking there and uh, this weekend. But um, one of the really interesting things for me with homeschooling is people often say to me, you know, Nick, how can you be so optimistic, uh, uh, so sanguine about... America's prospects. It's so obvious that we're going down the toilet and whatever else. And I always kind of fall back on the historical perspective that the United States has always managed to find a way to recorrect the trajectory, to find solutions that through through freedom and very American solutions for novel problems. And homeschooling to me is a really fascinating one because it, it essentially uh, solves the problems that are going on in America's public schools. Uh, once parents worked out that their children would be taught things that they shouldn't be taught, they found a way to get around it. And that's kind of a metaphor and an analogy, I think, more widely for what America's got to do in the future. I think we're an incredibly nimble culture and so we're able to adapt and improvise. Homeschooling is one example with the public school threat. And I'm sure that, uh, that we Americans will be able to, to keep doing it with ever-increasing problems that unfortunately seem inevitable with the leftists' insistence on transforming this country or resetting it in their most recent terminology. Yeah, so well said, Nick. And um, and I really appreciate your time today. There's so much more we could unpack. And um, I appreciate your time. And so where can people find you, um, your great organization, FLAG? Jenna, they can go to flagusa.org, flagusa.org. FLAG's the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. And we teach civics and promote patriotism in K-12 schools. Uh, they can also go to my website, nickadamsusa.com, nickadamsusa.com. They can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash nickadamsinamerica, or at Twitter, which I know you do avowedly. Uh, follow me. It is at nickadamsinusa. 
Yes. And I follow you on all those platforms and uh, always appreciate your great voice for American liberty. And, you know, keep up the great work, Nick. And uh, glad to hear that you'll be in Miami this weekend. So looking forward to seeing you, my friend. Thanks so much for your time. Um, So one of the sponsors for The Jenna Ellis Show is my good friend, Mike Lindell. And by now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow. And Mike now has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers so excited about these. Um, I have a pair of my slippers. They're kind of awesome. And he has taken over two years to develop these. They're designed to wear indoor or outdoor all day long. So this is important if you're like me and you have to like go to the package room, the mailbox, you can actually wear them outside, not just indoors and then have to put something more uncomfortable on to go outside. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to prevent fatigue and made with quality leather suede. So for a limited time, he's offering 50% off his new my slippers. So go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square and you can use the promo code Jenna, that's J E N N A to get the new my slippers at this deep discount and on all my pillow products including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the my pillow mattress topper, my pillow towel sets, call 1-800-564 8475 or go to mypillow.com. Use the promo code Jenna. And of course, support Mike Lindell because he has been uh, absolutely canceled by a vicious, vicious leftist culture. And I'm so proud that Mike is a sponsor of the Jenna Ellis show because he is a very good friend and I'm very glad to support him as well. So use the promo code Jenna at mypillow.com or call 1 800 564 8475. I am Jenna Ellis, and I will be back with you tomorrow for another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.